It's time for Swinging Blindly, the show where PJ and Blaze make their bold baseball predictions. Once in a while, they'll hit a home run. Sometimes they'll hit a grounder or fly ball somewhere, but most of the time they're going to swing and miss. Strike three, you're out. Here he is, stepping into the batter's box, the man with the plan, who roots for a team with a late legend named Stan. It's not unusual for him to lead off, B.J. Geary. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Swinging Blindly for Shizzle My Nizzle Rizzo. Gallo Leo, as the Yankee fan Blaze Bryant of the group, I am very, very excited about what's to come as I hope my beloved Yankees can catch up here. And joining me is a man who is getting a lot of flack for not using spider tack, but that's okay. He is a loyal, tried and true Cardinals fan. My man, PJ Geary. Bro, how are you? I'm doing as good as you can be as a Cardinal fan right now. And I will say that, first of all, have to tip my cap to you for the Rizzo and Gallo uh, segment of your intro. <laughs> and, and, and I have to say that I, I, you should have been the one, and I'm glad that you were the one to intro us to this with more energy than I can muster because man, what a trade deadline it's left me. It has drained me, but it it has seemed to have given you new life. And I, and I like that. Well, I mean it, the, these are moves. The, the Gallo one, I was really hoping for the Rizzo one completely caught me by surprise. And I'm very, very happy about it. Gallo, we have under control for another year beyond this. And then we have uh, Joely Rodriguez, I believe his name is. He's another guy we got from the Texas Rangers in that deal. And then the one uh, that got uh, Anthony Rizzo in pinstripes, I mean, with, with both deals. And I do have to give Brian Cashman some credit here, even though I still stand by my take of AL. You know, anything less than ALCS, he and Aaron Boone have to go. Yeah, I still absolutely stand by that. However, I have to give him credit in that we gave up nothing in terms of our top 13 prospects to get Joey Gallo and to get Anthony Rizzo and others. I mean, Andrew Heaney from the Angels. I mean, he didn't look good uh, Monday night in his start against the Orioles, but who knows why? I mean, you're, when you're when you're traded like that, your life is in limbo in so many senses. It's Yankee Stadium. It's, you know, one of the biggest stages in professional sports. Who knows? I'm not really going to judge him on that. It would be interesting to, st- interesting to see uh, how he pitches as we are taping this just for uh, note purposes. Uh at the beginning of the Yankees-Seattle series. So he does pitch against the Mariners. We'll see how he does. I have reason to be optimistic, even though I think the reality is still going to be disappointing. 
<laughs> your excitement blaze has honestly breathed fresh air in, into me and i now am you know i'm here for this it is the swing blindly podcast with pj and blaze and we have baseball to talk about and there was a lot to get into not just the yankees as you know there were a plethora of moves made in one of the more exciting trade deadlines that we've seen and you know what let's not let's not scatter around the bush let's uh let's just get right into it let's let's we'll get into around the league standing wise we'll, we'll talk about our teams but let's get right into what was a wild trade deadline blaze other than and and honestly you still need to talk more about the Yankees moves and and maybe other moves made in the AL East but what was your biggest takeaway from this past trade deadline 2021 well, this past trade deadline, it just makes the Dodgers more unlikable and unrootable than they already were. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I mean, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner going there. Oh, it, that made me so mad when I was seeing that on uh, whatever. That was the night before the trade yeah, deadline, was, I believe. Yeah, yeah. that, was, uh, that yep. was the Thursday. Yeah, the 29th. Interesting before we go on about the uh, trade deadline is this is it. There isn't the uh, waiver stuff that we've seen in the past. And I believe that that's just a a COVID thing for this year. Yeah. Yep. Because it's, it's because then it could potentially jeopardize the playoffs. So, so close to it. Honestly, bro. If you have guys, if you have certain guys going back and forth, which I don't know. I mean, bro, I love, I love this setup. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm glad you said it. And I was going to get there too, boys. I, I, I appreciate the one deadline. This is the teams you have. You can obviously pull September call-ups. You can obviously expand your roster there, but no, just one, the waiver. Look, the Cardinals have gotten, other teams have taken advantage of the extended waiver trade type deal, but I'm, I'm with you there. I, I, I appreciate the one date and that's it. That's, that's, that's the re- yeah. that's your team for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, at this rate with all the injuries, the Yankees have had, I mean, we might see Paul O'Neill and Bernie Williams back in pinstripes. Right. I mean, it's just, if it they is think they can get a ring. You never know. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, between the COVID and injuries and I, I mean, what a year. What a freaking year. But yeah, I mean, year. back back to the trades. Yeah. As Yeah, what do you want to get into first? I mean, we've a lot of we've a lot of different directions to go. And well, I know we only we have to we only have the the time we're allotted, but Exactly. I mean, we can uh, we can get into you already said that the Scherzer are trade turned into the Dodgers. We have the White Sox acquiring uh, in, in a rare crosstown deal, Craig Kimbrell for Nick Madrigal, and uh, I, I might be saying that. I might be no, you, the you got name. it right. And thank you. Good, and good Cody for the Hugh. yeah. Good for good for Chicago. The the yeah. White Sox. I mean that that team, in my estimation, is the best in the American League yeah. in terms of balance. I, you, it stinks to say. Well, yeah, for because, me, for you, sure, because of Larusa. 
But Thank I think you. it's it. I think it's good for baseball. I mean, because they really haven't done anything mm. for for fifteen years since You're they right. won the World Series in '05. Um, as as great as a deadline as it was for the Dodgers, it is just as disappointing, if not more, if you are a Slam Diego Padres fan. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right there. I think they made a couple of tiny moves that that went under the radar, they, but uh, new, nothing nearly as significant as the Dodgers, um, and and even the Giants, who uh, before we get real, into bro. they're for real. Before we get into the teams that made the moves, I just want to touch on a team that we you just mentioned, I just mentioned as well, um, the Cubs, the Cubs have unloaded and it's I don't want to say it's helped me even though it has because I don't want I'm look I'm not I'm not trying to be that Cardinal fan that that comes down on on the Cubs it was awesome when the Cubs won the World Series well did it you know do are they my rival team of course but the the fact of the matter is the Cubs have been a thorn in my side as a fan for pretty much my entire fandom and, and yeah, they were bad for a while, but then the last what five, six, seven years, the Cubs have been around because of the guys that they just shipped off the core of Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant. I mean, how do you? How, if you're a Cubs fan, please, and I'll let you. I'll let you take this from from here. If you're a Cubs fan, how, what what silver lining is there from this deadline? Well, if you want, I can try and get a Cubs fan on uh, next week. Yeah, I would love that. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll yes. work on that. We'll we'll talk about that off the air. But I think yeah. as, a, as a Cubs fan, you have to be saying to yourself, now this is just me looking through that lens, so I could be inaccurate yeah. on this. But if yeah. I'm looking through the prism, I'm a lot like a Nationals fan in that, you know what, we won a World Series with this group. Yes. We accomplished something that we had not done in over 100 years. So it, I think it's, I think as a Cubs fan, you have to look at it as we had a really good run and it was a gosh darn good run. Now it's time to retool for another in the hopes that their front office gets it right. Yeah. That's the big thing. You can't not be sad though if you're a Cubs fan to see these guys go. Oh, no doubt I mean, about it. And 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 you you get to reap the benefits with with Mr. Rizzo. And I I'm gonna save it for later. But as a Cardinal fan, and you know potentially talking to a Cub fan uh, next week, I can I can speak towards. And I've been telling both my brother and friend of the show, Brett, uh, about just about how Rizzo is the perfect Yankee and that if you're a Yankee fan, you're going to love him. But anyway, he, I'm sure you already absolutely do. The so, perfect um, Yankee. Yeah, I mean, no, for, absolutely. for not, for not only um, what, what he brings to the field, but the leadership and how he, how, and how it seems to be that the transition has been absolutely seamless. Seamless. I mean, I was having a conversation with a coworker of mine today. I was actually at my at my office, and uh, my coworker Jordan is a big Yankee fan. Uh, he wants to come on the show sometime, so we'll yeah. we'll we'll carve some space out for him. For sure. And he 
and I were debating Glaber Torres and his future on the Yankees. Jordan was on, you know, is of the thinking that we should, um, you know, keep Torres and move him over to second, move DJ LeMahieu to third, la da 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 da. I I said no, 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 no. I'm trading Glaber Torres. I'm doing what I can to sign Anthony Rizzo. Leave DJ LeMahieu at second. Let's get ourselves a shortstop because let's face it. Many shortstops in the major leagues are an upgrade from Glaber Torres. And then there's you, a couple of good ones that are going to be on the free agent market this upcoming offseason. Their place, I, right? I mean, yeah. Trevor, who tells his own story, but at mm, what price? Correa. Uh, Correa. I, I mean, again, my concern is with these guys. At what price? You're right. Because yep. to me, to me, I want Anthony Rizzo over either one of those guys. It's not because he's done really well one week into being a Yankee. It's because that he, I I mean, what he brings to the team. He's the perfect Yankee. He is. He is. He really is. It it really is. And I've heard the comparison and I like it. Similar to Mark Teixeira when he became a Yankee. I mean, it it is. I mean, he's certainly the the most talented first baseman to play first base for the Yankees since since Mark Teixeira. And 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 you could argue Mark Teixeira was the first the most talented first baseman since Don Mattingly. So I yeah. I think there's little to debate about that. I mean yeah. granted granted we did have John Olerud for a couple of minutes and <laughs> I well, mean no no disrespect to John Olerud. Great hell, hell well, of a player. Olerud uh, Olerud a hell of a glove. Yeah. Hell oh, yeah. of a glove. For sure. And, sure. and we also had Doug Mankiewicz for about a minute, uh, you know, another, another really good glove, but Anthony Rizzo to me is just, he, he is, he is an absolutely special player. It, and you know what, you know what, let me just get my Anthony Rizzo talk out sure. of the way before we move on. Just, I only had a little bit left to say anyway, I've, I've said it to you. I've said it to my brother. I said it to, to Brett. Perfect Yankee. You guys will love him. I mean, I I've hated forever the like how he just crowds the plate the way he stands there. He, I mean, what since like 2014 or ish, I believe around then is when yeah. Rizzo came up. Um, and he is just I I love how he plays the game. I love that, even though it's it's so annoying as the opposing player. He 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 takes the pitches. He. he his plate discipline, his his eye, his batting eye, his power, his situational awareness, his fielding, the way on everything on the field, notwithstanding, the way that he carries himself off of the field is so much Yankee. And I, I, honestly, I'm surprised he wasn't. He didn't become the Yankees didn't go after him sooner because it, I think it's a match made uh by by people who know what they're doing the matchmakers match made in heaven i guess if you want to say well i mean the price was right the you know really shout out bob barker yeah i i almost uh you know one dollar pj one (laughs) dollar but but i just i i just wanted to get that that out there to you and to the the yankee fans listening you will love this guy as somebody who saw him for the last six, seven years in the NL Central, 
battling my favorite team. It's uh, he, it's as I've disliked the Cubs very much my for most of my adult life. He is one guy I never was able to dislike. So there well, you go. Well, how could you? But you're also glad too that you don't have to face him for the rest. Oh, of, the of course. Year. Oh, I don't get me wrong. I, that's why I would love to talk to your Cub fan friend because, look, the. The, the animosity will always be there, but yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so happy that the Cubs tore down because I don't have to face any of the three guys they gave up. We already talked about Rizzo. We talked about Brian going to the, to the giants uh, briefly. And the other big move that the Cubs made and was Baez to the Mets, Javi Baez and Trevor Williams from the Cubs for Pete Crow Armstrong. I mean, that's not a move that makes sense to me. And I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead. I get that Lindor is out until at least September. Where's Baez going to play when he gets back? You're going to need Baez's bat in that lineup because, uh, I mean, that offense is low on iron. It's just – it is the definition of anemic. I mean, it's statistically he, one of the very worst offenses in Major League Baseball. He did come out and say before this even happened that he he really wanted to play with Lindor and that he would be willing to – change positions in order to make that happen. So well, yeah, I mean you gotta um, you, you gotta be able to change positions if you're if you want to play with a guy like Lindor, you know, similar to the whole thing with the Jeter and Arod. Arod had to switch when he came over from Texas in that trade in two thousand and four. No sure. I mean they, they they did play together in uh like the the uh World Baseball Classics um second and short. So you you know You'd have to. Uh, I I do understand where you're coming from, but I think it's a move that, just like a move the Yankees made. I mean, this is this is something. If you're a Met fan, that you're, if at least if, if you're asking me, you're 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 hyped for. But you don't cons- know if you're going to keep him, but he has like he has said he wants to play with Lindor, and if he can if he can acclimate himself to a different position and do you know, decent enough to keep his bat in the lineup. Uh, it's a no brainer. And I, I just think, uh, New York baseball in New York certainly picked up this, this deadline, uh, adding a lot of character, uh, in, in each direction. So I, I would agree with that. Now, the one thing though, if I were a Mets fan where I would be concerned is you look at the guy who they traded to Seattle, Jared Kalanick. I, I believe that's how you say his name. Yes. I, I could be yes. off on that for Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano. Now, yep. Kalonic has looked pretty good. I, I know he's in a oh, bit yeah. of a slump right now, but he's looked really good. Now, I've heard good things it's about this. Pe- yeah, I've heard this a lot of things about this Pete Crow Armstrong. A lot of good things. So yeah. if I'm a Mets fan, I'm saying, did we just have an instance yeah. of Kalonic 2.0? That's well, a fair I, question. I can tell you as a Cardinal fan who has seen plenty of of guys that have been traded from the Cardinals in the last five to ten years go on and do great things. Uh Rosalina being one. Yeah. Uh, John John Nagowski this this year, Luke Voigt is one of them for the Yankees. Um, so I I, I have many, yeah, I, I certainly can understand that. But As somebody, as I said, who has, as a fan, been through that, I think 
especially if you're going after a division, especially if you're trying to make a run in the playoffs and your team has a shot, you you appreciate it more in the moment than than you're thinking about long term. And I think that that kind of has, you know, you'd be kicking yourself if you, the Mets are right in there, man. And, but they, and it's, they it's needed pitching, though. They needed pitching more than anything else. Well, and, you know, that that remains to be seen. Yeah, I guess we, they still don't know what's going on with DeGrom. But if I, I'm as, I don't know. I mean, and that was even before the, the news of They did get Trevor Williams. Down. Yeah. I think, I think the criticism, and I think it's a fair one, is that there were, I mean, look at all the pitchers that were dealt in, in this trade deadline. The Mets only got one, and it's not a top-tier guy. No, for sure. No, you're definitely right there. And they 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 went for a bigger splash, and we'll see how it pans out. But uh, let's, let's actually tackle a couple more here. Uh, going to the AL East, busy AL East. Um, we'll go to... North of the border, where They're the Blue Jays able to play baseball there, thank gosh, which is going to be a welcome sight acquired from the the hapless twins. That and I say hapless because they are both of us were very very much wrong about them, as was most of uh, baseball uh, knowledge in general. And, uh, acquire Jose Barrios. I, I might be saying that wrong. Jose Barrios. From the Twins, huh? what say you about somebody who is an AL guy, clearly, and especially looking at the Blue Jays, while well, they're not necessarily ahead of the Yankees right now, they are a team to watch for sure, and it's been clearly showing that they want to make a move. So what do you, what do you think about the Blue Jays acquiring the stud starting pitcher from the Twins? Sorry, it was a move that they had to make. It'll be interesting to see how he does going from a more pitcher-friendly park in Minnesota where the bats that he's facing in his division are not as good to the American least or American League East. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> compound words there. With one of the most hitter-friendly ballparks where the bats are a lot tougher. So this, to me, is going to be proof of what Jose Burrios really is. That really remains remains to be seen. I mean, Boston, they they didn't do a lot of tweaking. The The minor tweaks that they made were good. Uh, and then... Schwarber. And then, what? Kyle Schwarber. Uh, that's, that what move I don't understand. Except except to be someone who hits balls over the green monster and, and grabs the carom off of the, off of the green monster in left field. Unless I, I mean, I have heard some talk of him. Well, playing first the base. Lefty, so yeah, but I mean, that's such, that's such a short distance. I mean, the guy can hit to all fields. Oh yeah. No, I'm just saying, um, also I mean, hurt right now yeah. going to them. But I believe I believe he did make his debut the other day. So Yeah, I mean he's got um, the pesky pull down the right field line. Uh I I don't know. It's an interesting move. Yeah, uh, and you know, I mean the biggest move, clearly Scherzer and Trey Turner. I mean, that that was the one that really got everything going. 
Um, I think the Yankees, I mean, why don't I can just quickly run down a couple more uh, White Sox getting Cesar Hernandez from Cleveland, um, adding a little depth to their lineup. The Mariners acquiring Diego Castillo from the Rays for some prospects. The Braves acquiring Adam Duvall from the Marlins. Um, Eddie Rosario. There's a lot of Rosario as well. Uh, yeah, Rich, Richard Rodriguez from Pittsburgh. The Braves making a bunch of deals there. I mean, just a couple of little moves here and there. We already covered the majority of the big ones. I mean, before I talk about, I, you know what? Let me, I'll you, talk. About you know what? Before you do, before you do, oh, go ahead. Because I just have to say this. You know, to me, there were fewer bigger losers in the deadline than San Diego, because here Jay Hinkle, their their GM, I believe that's his name. He, he's sitting there, yeah, yeah, and he's. He's acting like he has this huge poker hand and looking and he's like bluffing as if he's going to go nearly all in. And then you flip over the hand and it's a two, three, four, seven, eight poker hand. I mean, what a disgrace. I mean, my gosh. I mean, you know, the, the Dodgers just, I mean, they, they fleeced him. I mean, they, and the giants, San Diego is probably going to finish in a wild card only because Cincinnati, while yes, improved, uh, you know, by their moves in the trade deadline, probably just doesn't have the horses to, to catch up to San Diego. Oh yeah. And it's the same deal with the Cardinals and I don't even really want to talk about their moves, but I can touch on them quickly. Um, John Lester. Hey, they can't say they're, they can't say they're (coughs) hapless anymore. Eh. Yeah, well, <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve that. You uh, did. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I really am. <laughs> I mean, I can. I am okay with the way that the season has gone. I have come to terms with it. I don't think they're out of it, out of it, but it certainly is not looking good. There's no consistency. They acquire John Lester, which crazy to see him in a Cardinal uniform. So maybe you know what? We take that. Arnado's had a good year. I don't think he opts out. So it is what it is. And there, it's just nobody saw, including ourselves, the Giants being where they were, they are at, especially after getting Chris Bryant. Um, you know, I don't think any of us, the majority of baseball experts, quote unquote, did not see the Giants ascending to this these heights. Uh, no the way that they have. No doubt about it. But as a Cardinal fan, bro, you've oh. got to be ticked because your general manager acquired not one, but two pitchers who are on the 17th hole of their career, to use the golf oh, yeah. analogy. Oh, You've got to be ticked to all heck about that. Oh, I I mean, if if I was very much, if I was like putting... If I was putting more semblance into this season at this point, I would be. But I've, I've, I personally have punted because so has the front office. So yeah, that's just you know I love baseball and I'll still watch and I'll still you know pay attention and the Yankees are going to be exciting, the Mets are going to be exciting. So you know I, I I I still will be here for it. But no, I mean ticked is an understatement. Well, but it is what it is, and edited, uh, you know, as as we're both doing. 
yeah, I just that that just felt so uncardinal like to me. No, to, it is. It really to is. make that and, move, uh, throw in the towel. Yeah. I don't. I don't see, bro. I don't see how she'll or the GM survives beyond this year. I don't. I agree. No, I don't either. Um, unless something miraculous comes about, because I mean, again, like I had said, there's still there. They're not. There's <laughs> there's still a good amount of season to be played. Crazier things have happened for sure, but it's certainly not looking good. Why don't we just start there uh, what, as we go around the league uh, real quick, please, before we get out of here. How about yeah, that? Yeah, sure, yeah. And we have uh, the NL Central, the Brewers. <laughs> Excuse me. No, no, one's, no one's catching them. Uh, feel free to, to take a drink. Um, so you have, the, uh, you have the Brewers, and they're, you know, seven, eight games up on everyone else, including Cincinnati, you have St. Louis in third, Chicago in fourth, and obviously Pittsburgh uh, way down in the basement in fifth. Yep. You, yeah. you, you good now? Your throat all clear? Uh, yes, all good, all good. There you go. Yeah, no, it's uh, seven and a half for the Reds, 11 for the Cardinals, 13 and a half for the Punting Cubs and the Pirates, 23 and a half games. Back at the Brewers, I agree with you. Seems like it's the Brewers' division to lose for sure. Uh, we'll go to the AL Central, where we see again the White Sox. You know, similar situation here, right? Yep. Yeah, I would say so. It's a White Sox nine and a half over the Indians, eleven and a half over the Tigers, Royals sixteen and eighteen to the hapless Twins. And I just used Hap for the Twins, and they man, are now. You are in, yeah. They yep. are now. What are what are the twins now, PJ? They they are hapless. In, incredible how you did that. Um, somehow you did that, but <laughs> I mean, I think it's somewhat what we thought, but I don't think either one of us. And even though they don't have the best record in the league, you said it yourself. The White Sox probably have the best roster in the American League. Yeah, and look at Detroit and AJ Hinch. AJ Hinch to me is manager of the year. I don't care. I don't care about anything else. AJ Hinch has got to be the manager of the year. I mean, this team is flirting with five hundred. The, the Detroit freaking Tigers. Who thought that? Yeah. Who would have thought that? Much like who would have thought where the Twins are? Who would have thought the Giants would be where they're at? Who would think that the Red Sox were you know, are where they are at? And who would have thought that the Arizona Diamondbacks would be slithering in the grass like they are? There you <laughs> go. Just, see yeah. what I did there? See what I did? You, you're just you're on one. Because, <laughs> you're on one just because the Yankees did the moves. And I, I've been there. I've been there. I've been in that mindset, you know, that, that frame of mind when when your team does stuff to make you happy. And, you know, I'm happy for you. Please. I appreciate that. I really am. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But this might not make you happy. The Houston Astros, first place in the ALS there. Four and a half above the Athletics. Mariners, seven and a half and third. Angels, ten and a half. The Troutless Angels and the Rangers, the hap. The Rangers, 26 and a half games back. I mean, I think 
we kind of the had the walking this... Texas Rangers. Whoa! Oh, did you see Chuck that? Norris? Yeah. The the I think we had the top three pretty much uh, configured, but no, no, we I, you had the Angels ahead of the Mariners. Well, then, if I remember right, let's go. Mike Trout could come back, and that could be. I ha- yeah, I have. Yeah, it, it's somewhere. it's too little, too late for the Angels. That's, that's, I, I, I think so. That's fair. And then we and, and go to and don't be and don't be as in you know sleeping on Seattle. I mean they're right there in the wild card race too, just behind the Yankees. Yeah, big four game series with the Yankees and the Mariners. It's gonna tell a lot. As my coworker Jordan said to me, he um, he goes, you know, you can make the case that this is the biggest series of the year, and I said. I don't think you need to make the case. The case is already made. You're absolutely right. There you go. Oh. So something to look forward to, not only for the Yankee fans, but the Mariner fans out there. And and good for them. I mean, they haven't had a lot of success, you know, in the past 15, 20 years. They had that great season in 01 where they won 116 games. Yeah, since then... I mean, there there hadn't been a lot of smile about since Ichiro left. Yeah, and and you know, they it almost feels like. Correct me if I'm wrong, and and maybe not just Mariner fans, but baseball fans in general. It it feels like the last couple of years they've they've been right there till the end. Like you like you're always you're hearing about the Mariners up until like September, mid September, you know, and and then it just hasn't come to fruition. So we'll have to see. There's they're still certainly in the race. It doesn't seem I mean, you know, they made the move for Castillo and a great pitcher, guy I have my fantasy team. And only seven and a half back and the wild card in the AL is certainly up for grabs. Certainly up for grabs, I would say. No question about it. I mean It'll be interesting to see what Boston does. I mean, the arrow lately has not been pointing. Well, if you're a Yankee fan, it's been pointing the right way. But uh, <laughs> if you are a Red Sox fan, it has not been. Um, yeah. I mean, getting swept by Tampa Bay. That was a four-game series, I, I want to say. And they flipped, they flipped their last 10. The Red Sox in the last 10, 3-7. and seven. Yankees seven and three, as well as the Blue Jays. Well, that's that's how you so. gain. That's how you gain four games on a team, my guy. Why don't we just talk about the AL East here, really quick? Well, you can sure. uh, you can take it away. I'll I'll go through the games back, and you can uh, let, well, give your two cents. The Rays sit there, game and a half ahead of the Red Sox. The Rays sixty five and forty four. Red Sox sixty four and forty six. The Yankees six games back after resurgence through these. Honestly. Please, and I'll just say this now, and I'll let you rebuttal after I get through it. A resurgence with these trades, for sure. Uh, an energy that you we have not seen that has come to light. The Yankees, they're sitting there six games back. The Blue Jays, seven games back. And, and then the Orioles, Jimmy Akabonis' former, former team, 38-69, and 69, 26 games. Excuse me, games back. I mean, what say you about the AOEs, please? Well, it's it's a four horse race right now, and well, it's isn't that wild? Kind of what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Although yeah. 
but well, I shouldn't say kind of what we thought no. it was going to. It it really is shaped up quite differently. I mean, we knew it was mm-hmm. going to be somewhat competitive. I think we both thought that the Yankees would be in first instead of third and eventually run away with the thing, but that's clearly not the case. Again, reason for me as a Yankee fan to be optimistic. With that said, I mean, we've got two teams ahead of us with the Red Sox and the Rays who have outplayed us in head-to-head competition this year. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, we also blew a few games to the Red Sox that we should have won. it, It really is just interesting to see how all this has uh, played out in Baltimore. I'm just when I thought that team was getting better. I mean, that's a, that's a team with a couple of major leaguers, but a lot of minor leaguers, man. I mean, they, they were, they played some of the worst defense and so did the Marlins and the Yankees played them last weekend. Some of the worst defense I've ever seen. Think about what they could be doing if they had Jimmy Arcabonis on their team. Well, might be a bonus. Fair enough. And I appreciate you as always. And I very much am not looking forward to the Yankees eventual rise to the top of the AL East. So, we, but we will tackle that when it gets there. And well, I mean, I you're more optimistic than I am about that. Fair enough. And, you know, we can, we have uh, a prospective Cub fan. And then we have, what was the other uh, potential uh, another, guest? Another Yankee fan. Yes, which we, I would yeah, love. We yeah, got to try and sure. get a Mets fan. Um, you have any, yes. a, any buddies of yours? That for are sure. Mets fans? Yes, right. I will reach out. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, the Swinging Blindly podcast. Or you could find us on Twitter at Swinging Blindly. And then you could find us on Facebook at Swinging Blindly Podcast. You can email us at Swinging Blindly Podcast at Gmail. And yeah. If you if you if if you are, just let us know. We we want to talk to to people of all fandom because we try and we do talk all baseball and we swing for the fences and we really don't care where it lands. Sometimes I we guess, didn't even hit the ball at all. Some, I mean, literally, I think, well, you know, I think right now we're probably around hitting around 200. So yeah. we just have to try and get over the Mendoza line and we'll go from there. So we're pretty close to league average. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Isn't that sad to say, Blaze? That is sad to say, but it is true. Um, speaking of being below average, let's go to the NL least. I mean the NL East. Uh, look, as an as a Cardinal fan, looking at this division makes me angry because the Cardinals would be within four games of first place. But as it currently stands, the Mets, fifty six and fifty two in first place, followed by the Phillies, who have certainly gained ground recently, a half game back. 56 and 53. The Braves, who made a bunch of moves at the deadline, sit two games back at 54 and 54. And then we have the Nationals and the Marlins, who, despite being 49 and 60 and 47 and 62, respectively, neither one of which is more than 10 games out of first place. So 
The way the Marlins played, though, against the Yankees, that's a team that's going nowhere. Nationals (laughs) and how much they unloaded, they're going nowhere. Let's be honest here. Yeah, you're right. Uh, And and the Phillies and the Braves have been able to gain the ground that they have because all, all you have to do is look at what the Mets have done in their past 10 games. And it is somewhere around three and seven, I believe. It, it is exactly three and seven. Um, yep. And and you look at, I I want to say Atlanta's what six and four Phillies right around there as well in their last time. Correct. That's how you gain games, my friend. Yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong, and I think, despite it, and you know, all joking aside, despite my NL least, uh proclamation there it is going to be a dogfight i think it is going to be between it's clearly going to be as you laid out between those three teams and i think they're going to fight it out until the end no matter what the record is the cardinals could end up having a better record than either three of them and not make the playoffs which would be just it, it, it really great it would be just great for baseball um for sure you know, being there, facetious. bro, there is a part of me that says, <laughs> and I and I think this should be done in all sports. I, you know, there's part of me that says, let's just get rid of these stupid divisions and do it all based on record. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly what they did back in the day, and I think you could do it similarly to the basketballs and the hockey's of the world, and yeah. just a top. Well, and even football too. How many, it's uh, three, five teams make it, so but end up ends up being four. I mean, it, yeah, and I don't know how how often you've you've watched you know classic you know baseball games you know back in the day before there was the wild card and everything. You weren't in the pennant, right? Right, yeah. and and the quality of the game, the quality of the game, and the game itself has suffered. Because of all these watered down rules and all these sports. Oh, I'd have to agree with you. Um, I, you know, as we've discussed, you know, I generally take credence mostly in in the sports that I've personally seen and witnessed, but and been alive for. But there are certain rules that I think not not even necessarily rules, certain mandates, certain certain um, ways of doing things that could transition to today's sports to today's baseball. And one of those I think could be what you just said, the one it's, it's just the American league and the national league, no divisions, just never happen. Oh no, no, it'll never happen now because of regions and and TV contracts and, and sponsors. And no, it really don't, it won't, but we can we can dream. We can discuss it here on on the Swing and Blindly podcast, um, and and I certainly am there with you because of. And it doesn't happen often, but when you find yourself in a position where it's almost similar to the NL East or sorry the NFC East in football, right? This this past year, yeah, the NFC um, East, yeah. With the, with the Giants and I mean, and Washington ended up winning that division, and we got you know hosed out of a playoff opportunity because of what Philadelphia did in that game against Dallas. And don't tell me otherwise, because it's just a very it's a very Philadelphia sport.
sportsy thing to do. I'm sorry, having having you know spent time with you know Eagles fans and whatnot. I'm sorry. That is that is. I mean, just uh, God, what a disgrace. Anyhow, uh, I mean, look. I mean, I also know the reality as a Giants fan. Had we won more games, that wouldn't have been an issue. That's all well and true, but uh, anyhow, I I digress. No, that's for sure. I, I apologize for, for bringing up a touchy subject for you. Um, that's all right. <laughs> we still have the better coach. Well, well, Peterson was, you know, was, was fired. And, uh, you know, I, I really think that we have the best coach, you know, and Joe Judge in the division, right? Well, no, second best coach. I mean, Ron Rivera is still, you know, the, the most proven commodity, no question. You know, <laughs> and, with, with, with the football team. Oh, you know what? Speaking of Cleveland, we got to get to. The Guardians. Yes, yes, we have not touched on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just gonna. It doesn't matter. The the Cleveland Guardians. There was no transition there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. That's fine. That's why. That's why you're the best. That's why you're. That's why you are. That's why you're the best in the game, my friend. And that's why I follow your lead. And that's why we do this podcast. So. Oh. No, well, no, we, both, I, we both went to broadcasting school, and that is not a transition they would have approved of. Uh, that's for <laughs> sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I personally, so this might be. I'll just, I'll just full blown give my my straight up opinion. I, I think it's a solid name. I don't. I do not understand any hatred towards it. To be perfectly clear and honest. And I'm actually looking forward to a little bit of a change when it comes to logos, jerseys, uh, nicknames, I guess is what you would call what, what that is. So, you know, it's, it's above my pay grade to, to, you know, hate on why it was the decision was made. It, it just is what it is. And I think they could have done a lot worse than the guardians. Yeah. Do I think, do I think there were a couple of names that could have been a little bit better? Yeah, sure. But I'm, I'm here for the guardians. Yeah. But did you ever think the galaxy would be in Cleveland? Though? That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, that was a good one. There you go. You're back. Yeah. There. Yeah. You deserve that one. <laughs> the... <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I think spiders <laughs> could have been a good one. No, um, I don't know. Spiders in baseball, that doesn't work for me. I also was definitely would have would have been on board for the Cleveland baseball team. Ugh. That would have been, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, come on. We've, we've seen it where it's, it's, it's the way it is in, in Washington. And yeah, but I that's because for, that's such inept ownership that they couldn't even decide on a gosh well, darn team name. Did you ever hear this story about the guy who who bought up all of the possible team names? Like he bought up like 30 possible team names, like the most bad, like the, the just the most sought after team names for, for Washington. Yeah. And, and no, I didn't hear about this. Yeah. And a lot of people believe that the reason why they ended up doing the football team is because they have to figure out how to get these trademarked names from this guy. So, oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah, I, definitely worth a Google if if you get a minute. Um, I mean, how so about the right- Washington delegation? They do more than Congress. I, I was going to say you had to throw the uh, the snare in the top hat and, and right. for that one. Yeah, I mean, look, am I wrong? I, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I, I I cringe at the thought of of how many names you could come up with for the Washington team. Um, but I also Washington. Well, I mean, if Trump were still in office, we could have the Washington Twitter story. Oh man. (laughs) But yet here we are talking about, there we go here. There go the tweets. Yeah. There go the tweets. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) good. Guardians, you know, good for them. Good for them for for recognizing something that, you know, while there are a good amount of people who don't think it needed to be changed in the first place, clearly there was enough people that did. And at the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> what I, you know, what? Let me throw this to you, sure, please. This is a question that that came in my head just now. How, if, if the Yankees, for whatever reason, ever needed to change their name, how much would that affect you personally? Huh. If the Yankees ever had to change their name, how much would it affect me personally? Like, how, yeah. How, like, how hmm. upset would you be on, like, a personal level? Well, I, I think it would have to do with the, the reason why. I mean, because, yes, we're, we're both students of tradition, we both mm. think that pitchers should hit in both leagues, and we're, we're both kind of old souls by nature. But I also realize that times change, and what was acceptable at one point is not acceptable now. Huh. I mean, gosh, the, 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 the tangent I could go on that right now, but I will <laughs> not uh, because... You know, the the governor of my state is uh, certainly making headlines right now. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think I think it'd be one of those things like, okay, why is the name changing? And if it's because, you know, there's some sort of a racial undertone, which is, f- I mean, actually you could make that case. You could make the case. Yankees, they're, they're north. It was a Civil War um you know, reference to people, you know, from the yeah. North, from the Confederacy, you know, Yankee, Yankee, go mm-hmm. home, you know, that, that type of stuff. So you could make that case. Yeah. But I think, I think it would always be the Yankees because, you know, they, you know, Northerners were, were viewed as the, you, you know, as the good people uh, of, of the civil war and, and whatnot. I mean, even though, I mean, we we know beyond history that, you know, there were plenty of Union slave owners as well, you know, in the North. So, yeah, sure. you know, that's an interesting one. Like if 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 the name changed because of that, I know I couldn't be too upset about it because, again, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things of it's not acceptable anymore. And I think yeah. I think we do have to, and I, you know, I understand the whole thing of, you know, political correctness and whatnot. I think it's just, you know, we're we we've lived as a world, 
with our eyes closed to these sort of things for far too long. And we, you know, we cannot talk the talk of, you know, making sure that we're more diverse and that we're more inclusive and we're more accessible as a society, uh, you, you know, with, without, you know, considering those sort of viewpoints. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't want to be clear. I'm not saying that the Yankee name should change because of that. I'm just making the argument. No, I think, I, I think you're, I think you're exactly where, uh, where I was going with it was, was basically, you know, it's not the biggest of deals that the Indian name is being changed. And, and, and as a diehard Cardinal fan and, and you a diehard Yankee fan, and you eloquently, you know, spelled out the 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 way that you know you would you would view it, and I think that that's the view that anybody who is upset with the these these kind of changes should should view it. I think you very much laid it out the way that it should be looked at, and um, you know, if there is that history, if there is some kind of negative connotation, we're not looking for that. I don't think either one of us right. between no. me and you is looking for negative connotation in baseball because we love this sport so much. So if it's going to take away from the sport that we love, then change simply changing a name and a logo is not the end of the world. No, no. I mean, yeah. and, and those are things that can, that can live in the history books and things that should live in the history books. No question sure. about it as for we, sure. as we, you know, have about three minutes left here. No, yeah. So it's it's going to be really interesting, my guy, to see how these teams continue to do as the trade pieces get more settled in, you know, with with both the baseball aspect of their their lives yeah. and and their personal lives being being uprooted and whatnot. I mean, I yeah. I certainly as you as you can tell have a feeling of optimism. Do I do I think the Yankees dug themselves too big of a hole? Hmm, well, yeah, I do. We'll see though. And and you know for you, I I think you just have to weather the storm. Yeah, I mean, weather the storm, celebrate. Hope, I mean, cel- yeah. celebrate the eliteness of, of yeah. your of your corner infielders in Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. You're not wrong there, and you know I think in general, the the fact of the matter is, the next time we talk, we're gonna have a very very much different view of the way the season is gonna go, and I look forward to that, man. I look forward, regardless of where my team goes, regardless of where your team goes, it has been an unpredictable baseball season to this point, and I'm honestly I'm grateful for it, and I'm grateful for you. And for this show, bro, I'm, I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for this show as well. It, it's hard to believe that we're already at this uh, point of the year. I mean, not Whew. just in the baseball season, but in the calendar as well as yeah. we're here in the beginning of August. I mean, and really when you, when you, when you kind of brass tacks it out, not much is not much really is different than 2020 really isn't when you think about it. Yeah. At least no. I don't think so. They've played a substantial amount more games, but other than that, 
I mean, we we had the st- the same stupid dopey you know runner on second base and seven inning doubleheader rules. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, mm. I'll be honest. I don't necessarily mind this three batter rule. I don't no, me mind, neither. I I, I kind of like that one. Yeah. Um, we will. We will. We don't know who yet, but we will have a guest. Yes. Maybe two. You know whether. Let's go. Yeah. So we we will figure that out, and sure. uh, as we figure it out, let's pass on our thanks to. You, the good, kind soul who is taking the time to listen to Swinging Blindly, either via the Pacifica Radio Network of low-power FM stations or wherever you get your podcasts, you can subscribe, leave us a review, and find us on social media. Where can they do that, good sir? You can go to Twitter, at Swinging Blindly, and on Facebook, at Swinging Blindly Podcast. Go shoot us a message. We will respond. Tell us who your favorite team is. We want to hear it. Yes, and you will cause our egos to hit a home run. <laughs> you will. <laughs> now, it, it's it's time for us to head into the dugout and down the tunnels and to the clubhouse we go, my guy. Well, it's, hey, it's been a hell of a game. It has. Yankees win 3-2. No, I'm kidding. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a silly man. Well, if we swing blindly, do we really care? Oh, never. <laughs> never, ever, ever. Never, ever. But we will see you, ever gracious soul, who listens to Swinging Blindly in two weeks.